Thanks for listening to Hanging With The Sotelos Podcast Con Mama and Dada Gracias, Ariela. Have you ever been in a relationship and tried to change your significant other? If you said no, then you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. We've all done that. I've done that, babe. Uh, I've done that too. Today, we're going to open up about the things we wanted to change in each other in the past. It's actually amazing how many of you have asked us to talk about this topic. So many of your messages ask, how can I change my significant other? How can I get him to do blank? Or how can I get her to stop doing blank? Again, we are not experts in any way, shape, or form. But from our own experience, mm -hmm. we will dive deep into this question. Is it truly possible to change your significant other's actions? If so, how can you accomplish that? The answer coming up next. We want to thank God for giving us the opportunity to hang out with you once again. My name is your boy Edgar, and this is my beautiful wife. Hola. Janet. Janet. Hola. <laughs> Can you change your partner? And not like changes and like changing them out for someone else. I'm talking about like the way they behave, the way they act. The short answer is no. All right. That's our episode. Thank you for hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> The short answer is no, you can't change anyone, actually. Right. But you can change yourself to better the situation. You can influence, encourage, and lead by example. But for the change to be real, that person has to be the one to choose to change. Hmm. You can't do that for them. Right. It's not really about changing the other person that you're with, but it's about aligning each other with your visions and expectations I totally agree. And that, that's where communication comes. And I'm going to say something real controversial right here, but hang in there with me. Mm -hmm. I don't even think God can change someone. Wow. Why? Tell me more. I truly believe that God is always in control, but he won't take control over you. Because mm. God gives you free will mm -hmm. to make your own decisions. But he offers you signs scripture wisdom strength the holy spirit peace to be able to make the changes to better your life but at the end of the day you gotta make the choice to change right period yeah, that's true you know what i'm saying yeah. that's what i mean by that okay on this episode we're gonna share an exercise that you can do with your significant other regardless if your relationship is in trouble or healthy because at any given moment your relationship will be under attack that's a fact that's true And this exercise really helped Janet and I tremendously in our marriage. Again, I just want to make this super clear, guys. We're not experts at all. And we're not better than any other relationship. We're only sharing what's helped us 
and what we've learned from the Bible, mentors, and when we went to premarital counseling as well. But let me point out that we didn't just learn it, we applied it. Mm. There's a big difference. When you hear something, oh, that sounds great. But then you start applying it and start modifying and it's like you see the change. That's what we do. And that doesn't mean that once we made the decision to change or fix something that we were doing wrong, it doesn't mean that we don't do it again later. Yeah, we keep messing up. (laughs) We're humans. Also on this episode, we want to share a scenario that one of our listeners shared with us via Instagram that actually inspired this episode. Yes. Uh, By the way, you can always reach out to us. Look us up as the hashtag Los Sotelos on social media, or you can check out our website. Losotelos.com. But first, we want to give you five takeaways that even if you don't get through the entire episode, you can take with you, like you said, love, apply it to your relationship. And we promise you, it will improve things in your relationship if you apply at least one of these things. Correct. Here's takeaway number one. Mm -hmm. If you want peace to prevail in your relationship, you got to let go of the need to always be right. Ooh, guilty. <laughs> Takeaway number two, you must be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. That's some amazing wisdom right there. Where does it come from, love? It actually comes from the Bible. It's James one nineteen. Number three, once you start keeping score as a couple, <gasps> like you've wrong me three times in a row Mm. or you didn't do this and this is the second time exactly (laughs) once you start keeping score as a couple you are no longer a team but competition someone eventually will lose and the other will think that they won but in reality you both lost Mm -hmm. takeaway number four pray about it because most of the time it's a spiritual attack Establish a strong support group with other couples, mentors, and Bible study groups. Last but not least, number five, the best way to influence change in your partner's life is by leading by example. Babe, I can't ask you to do something that I'm not already doing or willing to do. (sighs) All right, so we're just going to be completely honest here in (sighs) regards to some of the biggest struggles between Janet and I in our marriage. Suéltalo. One of the biggest things that bothered me about Janet and that I wanted a change in her is that she was very forgetful. Mm-hmm. She would forget she was married. Not just playing. <laughs> <laughs> no te creas. Uh, where are you going with this? <laughs> <laughs> no, Who she, are you? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you in my house? Um, <laughs> she was very forgetful. And I felt that I couldn't 100% count on her. And the second thing is that it's really tough for her to say sorry Mm-hmm. if she doesn't think she did anything wrong, even though I am hurt. Correct. She's like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. I don't see anything wrong with that. So I'm not going to say I'm sorry. All right. Can I intercede right here? One of the biggest things that bothered me from Edgar was that he was very selfish. He would make decisions on his own and make me feel less than. Sorry, babe. It's true. I mean, we're wow. going on 10 years married, so I can say that. Wow. You said sorry. I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Okay, okay, agarrate, agarrate. Se va a poner bueno esto. You see how it could easily mm-hmm, get into mm-hmm. me versus her, her versus me. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to dive into how we work those things out. And coming up next, we will share the specific exercise that helped Jenna and I change our ways and become better partners for each other. And we will also share a real life scenario that a listener is going through right now that actually inspired this episode. Yes. That is coming up next.
change your significant other. No. <laughs> but you can influence them. You can encourage them and you can lead by example. Correct. So we're going to go through two examples with you. One being of a listener that just DM'd us this week. So good. And we were actually going to talk about a different topic today. Mm-hmm. But because this was so powerful, we decided to talk about this. And let me just say a little bit behind the curtain. <laughs> we started recording this episode about an hour ago. And yep. there have been so many interruptions. Like never before. It's crazy. Ariela waking up just 15 minutes into her nap. Alani waking up just 20 minutes into her nap. Usually put the girls to nap and we record this at 1 p.m. They go to sleep for at least an hour and then we're done with it. Yeah. Because there's been so many interruptions, we know. Confirmation, we must talk about this topic. That this is going to be so powerful. Yeah. And I just pray, babe, that this blesses you that are listening right now in your relationship. Yeah, amen. Because this is going to help so many relationships succeed when they're about to fail. And it's going to keep so many families together. And, and that's what encourages me. Mm. I really believe that. Yeah. And I hope your heart is open to receive that. Please. So we're going to give you two examples and also talk about the exercise that you can do. And we encourage you to do with your significant other to help you guys to become the partners that you want for each other to make the relationship more healthy. We're going to start off with an Instagram direct message that I got from one of our listeners. And then Jan and I are going to share our issues Mm -hmm. and how we're able to work those out through this exercise. And the exercise in short is finding a time for you and your significant other to get together in a peaceful manner and basically ask each other, how can I become a better husband, a better wife, a better boyfriend, a better girlfriend, a better mother, a better father. I also think you can apply this to the workplace with relationships with friends. So if you're not married and you're listening to us, don't trip. This, you can apply it to life. Yeah. I like that, love. Absolutely. So we're going to start off with our listeners DM. Yeah. And Janet's going to read her parts. I'll be her. And then I'll read Anonymous. what I was responding to her via DM. Got it. And she did allow us to share this message, but obviously anonymously. Babe, go ahead. Hola, Edgar. I need some advice. Me and my fiance have been together nine years. We're both very young, 23 years old. We got together in high school. We have two amazing kids and we recently bought a house. Congratulations. The problem is that he doesn't help me with anything. Mm. He grew up with a typical machista dad who came from Mexico. Of course, he was raised that it's the woman's job to do everything. Mm. I was raised by a single mom. So this was a complete opposite for me. I'm struggling here because he doesn't help with the kids at all. He doesn't cook or clean or really do anything else besides work. He says because he works out in the sun long, long hours that his job is done. I've tried talking to him, but he quickly points out when I don't do things because sometimes I'm just so worn out and I don't feel like it, especially when he's making the mess. How can I change him? Mm. Thanks for the advice and love you guys' podcast. To this, I respond to her. Hola, amiga. Sorry you're going through this. You're not going to like the answer at first that I'm going to give you, but here it is. What is the one thing you know you need to change about yourself to make the situation immediately better? Also, plan to meet with him in a peaceful manner, and when you discuss your issues with him, please use the word we instead of you when you're asking him to do things. 
And also ask him, what can I do to be a better wife and mom? Really listen and then lead by example in hopes that he will also ask you, what can I do to be better as a husband and father? And she responded. One thing I could change would be not being a procrastinator. I knowingly leave everything for the last minute and that bothers him. Porque él es bien listo para todo and he's hard worker. I always use the word you and I never looked at it that way. I will try it. Thank you so much. And I responded, that's something that y'all could start with when you meet with him. Let him know that you're going to work on not being a procrastinator. It will open him up after hearing you admit it first. The word you is a powerful word. It literally singles you out and it feels like an offense to the other person when you use you. And when you launch an offense, it becomes just that, a fence that blocks all your words from coming in and then that person gets defensive. And then by that time, it's all over. It just becomes into an attack at a war. And she responded, that makes sense. I feel the same way when somebody does that to me. So I now see how it must feel. I wrote back, thank you. Keep us updated and set up a time for you guys to talk with no interruptions. Keep it light and just tell him you want to be a better wife and mother and want his feedback on that. And she responded, I will try. I'll keep you updated. Thank you so much for taking the time to respond. I love your podcast so much. Have a great weekend. Last but not least, I responded, thank you. Praying that it works out. Hold each other accountable and celebrate him when he does good things. It's positive reinforcement. We men do well when we feel respected and celebrated. God bless. That was really good, babe. So hopefully we get an update on what happens in our listeners' marriage by the next episode. And hopefully it's good things. And we'll right? keep you posted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, babe, now let's dive into our issues. Dun, dun, dun. And how we were able to grow from this through this process of sitting down and, and asking each other, how can I be a better partner? One of the biggest things that bothered me of Janet and I wanted to change in her is that she was very forgetful. It sucked because as a partner, I wanted to count on her, but then I felt like I couldn't. And the second thing is that Janet has always struggled with saying sorry when she believes she didn't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. Other times, you're very good at it, babe. Thank you. <sighs> and that was tough for me because I'm quick to say sorry. And love, what would you say you struggled with me that you wanted to change in me? Well, one of the things that bothered me the most from you is that you were very selfish and only would think about you. And you had to learn to incorporate me into, you know, being with as a family, like growing as a family, not just you and making your own decisions. And it's like, hold up, <laughs> I'm right here. So we sat down and through our relationship, we do this periodically, periodically, at mm -hmm. least once or twice a week where we sit there and I ask Janet, babe, how can I be a better husband and father? And Jenny, you do the same. Yeah. And even if we're like at a fancy dinner or we could be in the bathroom brushing our teeth and it's like, hey, babe, how yeah. can I be a better husband? How can I be? A so it's just a continuous reminder. And I think what's really important then when you do ask that question for you to be completely open, to not get offended and listen. Yeah. And it could always be like a new thing for me. It was like, oh, you know what? You could be a better husband by helping me out with the girls or the next week. Hey, it could be you taking out the trash or da -da -da, you know. Right. It's, it can obviously evolve as your relationship evolves. Right. But in regards to Janet forgetting things, I spoke to her and I said, love, what would really help us out is if we are not forgetful when we ask each other to do something, then let's do it. 
and not forget things. <laughs> what was so amazing about that is Janet said, you know what? I admit it. I do forget to do things. She didn't try to fight me on that. And she said, what do you think I can do to be better at it? And together, we came up with a game plan. And I asked Janet, maybe if we write things down, mm-hmm. set reminders for each other, put a board up on our fridge, whatever it takes so that we don't forget that we committed to something and we're going to be there for you. Love, what's helped you to not be forgetful anymore? Well, I just got to admit that in the beginning, I got to admit, it rubbed me the wrong way because I knew that you think totally different than me and your expectations were totally different than mine. And so in my mind, I'm like, okay, he's got expectations, but it's like, I would forget because it wasn't a priority. (laughs) You and I were dating and you were starting a clothing line and I was like, oh, it's going to be okay. It's going to be like, you know, like we'll get this together. We'll make it work. But then I learned the hard way. It's like, oh my gosh, I am messing up. And I got to get better at this. And this is when it, the question came up. How can I get better at this? Because this, like, I want us to win together. I want us to, you know, be a team. I started writing things down. I started making a calendar. I started, like, you know, making sure that I knew everything that was going to be on point. And now I think I do a really good job. Now I keep you on your toes. And I'm like, You're babe, amazing. you got to do this. Hey, babe, when's this due? Hey, babe, we got to do this. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. You really are. And you've come a long way in that, love. And I appreciate that. You said something so key, babe, in that. And you said it wasn't a priority for me. Yeah. And you know why? Because we had just started dating. And, Understood. And it was like, this guy wants me to like do all this work for him. But there's no commitment. <laughs> so I kind of took it like, eh, whatever. At the <laughs> like, same time. I support you, but then why are you doing, why are you like expecting all this of me? Great conversation. At the same time, when you're in a relationship and you say to your significant other, yes, I can be there for you in XYZ manner. And then you're not, then don't say you're going to be there for them. Yeah. And then I learned, you know, I mean, we, yeah. we were just starting to date and time went by and I started to see your vision and I admired you even more and respect you even more. And I'm like, I got to get my stuff together because this guy's for real. Like you had a vision and I wanted to hop on board, you know? And as soon as I knew my role, especially after we got married, I'm like, I know my role, even though I have been, you know, to college and worked at executive positions. I'm like, my role as a wife is to support you and to win together. And let me just say that because I know there are some people listening, especially women right now, be like, wait, hold up. That's a trigger for some women. True. Know your role. It's like, F that. No, I'm not submissive. I I can put my foot down and tell you how I feel. (laughs) But I think even on that, babe. Yeah. I think what Jana is trying to say is, I know my role, meaning I'm here to support my significant other in accomplishing his goals, which are my goals because we are one the moment we got married. And I will say the same thing. I know my role and that is to support Janet in her endeavors. And now more than ever, babe, you're launching into new endeavors, professionally speaking, personally speaking, spiritually speaking. And I want to make sure that I'm listening to you and how can I be supportive for you? Right. Thank you, baby. So likewise, there's nothing wrong. Right. With knowing what your role is, don't let that get hijacked by it being a negative thing. No, exactly. And to you, mujeres, to you, wives, know your confidence as a woman, as a daughter of God, that you are meant to be with your husband to support each other and make a great team. And that's how I felt it. Once I realized that, I'm like, 
This is not me against you. And that's when I learned to apologize. Because at the beginning, I was like, okay, who's this guy telling me? Like, no, no you know, like you can't be telling me what to do or what to expect or, hey, what about this? And then I learned that once I knew my role as a girlfriend, as a fiance, as a wife, I was like, okay, God, you're using me to support this vision, you know? And I'm being used to support Janet's vision. And it eventually becomes our vision. But how do you make it a co-vision? Ooh, that's good. Yeah. And the only way is by y'all communicating. <laughs> if we don't set expectations in our relationship, there is no way the other person's going to know what you're thinking. We cannot read minds. Eso es la neta. Si no expresamos what we're feeling and where we want to go as a couple, where we would like to go, it's impossible for your significant other to assume or guess what it is because that's where issues come with assumptions. Correct. And also have a respectful delivery. Mm. When you come with a humble heart, you can get across very easily. But when you don't, it can be conflict. The difference on that. Mm -hmm. Imagine if I would have came to Janet and be like, babe, I need you to stop being forgetful. You better know your role. <laughs> no. First of all, I'm using you. Mm -hmm. I'm accusing her of things and it's not going to go well. Not going to work. Pride triggers and it's all over. Right. But instead it's like, babe, how can I be a better partner to support you? That automatically humbles me. Like, ah, what does that make me? It drops all defense mechanism. It shows that I'm willing to also change and evolve. And I'm here for you as well. Yeah. And I know that we as men, we love to be respected and we love to be celebrated. And so do women. So the more you can respect and celebrate your significant other, and instead of always calling out what they're doing wrong. You're going to be miserable. Stop it. How about celebrate your significant other when they do something right? Mm -hmm. And let them know how much you appreciate it. It's called positive reinforcement. When was the last time you said thank you to your significant other? When was the last time you told them, I appreciate you doing this because blankety blank? Instead of always calling them out for what they're doing wrong. Try it. Just give it a shot. I dare you. <laughs> and in regards to apologizing. Yeah. I get it. Janet's like, I don't want to be a hypocrite. If I don't sincerely feel like I'm sorry because I don't feel like I did anything wrong, why should I apologize? Yeah. And here's my explanation on that, which is something that I had to accept. And it really is just all ego, guys. True. At the end of the day... The most dangerous thing that you can allow into your marriage is ego. Mm -hmm. Because ego is just about you. Guilty. And yeah. it's not about we. Right. You know, now that I see it, looking back, babe, I think, why was I having such a hard time saying, oh, sorry, babe? Because I would be fighting the fact that I'm like, I was not wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. But now that I see it, it's like, oh, my gosh, I was hurting you, whatever it was. And for that, I'm very sorry. But we immediately go into, I wasn't wrong. Like, why am I going to say sorry if I didn't do anything wrong? And I'm so guilty of that. But I've learned that it's not just me. I mean, I'm being selfish too. It's about caring for your significant other or whoever you're talking to or the yeah. situation may be. This is what I learned about apologizing. You don't get to determine if what you did really hurt someone or not. Only the other person that is hurt can determine that. Right. So even if I didn't mean to hurt you or if I didn't do, quote unquote, anything wrong, 
but it actually hurt you, yeah. like genuinely hurt you, then I am sorry. You don't get to determine the other person's feelings. And that's what I had to learn so that I could learn how to say I'm sorry to Janet. There have been many times where I felt I didn't do anything wrong, but I saw Janet upset or in tears or frustrated with me. And I said, you know what? I'm no one to determine if Janet is really hurt or not. She's obviously not faking it. Why can't I say sorry if I know that's going to help and learn from this? And you know what's the beautiful thing about it, babe? If we're upset at something and I say sorry or you say sorry, the atmosphere, the, the, whatever is going on, the feelings, boom, they disappear. Yeah. And we are like happy again. And something that we do a lot and we want to encourage you to do is, and Janet, you said it earlier, a lot of the times these fights that you have in your relationship, in your marriage, your friendships, family, they're spiritual attacks. And the only way to win in the spiritual world is by praying. Yeah. It might sound funny, guys, but Edgar and I can be like bickering at nothing. And then we're like, let's pray. And then we pray and it goes away. And you know what prayer does? It unites us. Yeah. It unites Janet and I as a couple versus whatever attacks are coming. And we know that we're on God's team, the winning team. Mm-hmm. And we can defeat whatever's coming at us at Amen. that time. So we just want to encourage you to get together and pray together. Pray for your marriage. Come together once a week, wherever you can. Speak about your expectations for that week. Yes. Babe, there are times we speak about expectations on the daily Even though sometimes I change (laughs) the plans, but you go with it. Thanks. And be adaptable, right? Yeah. Love, how many times it's like, hey, babe, I'm on my way home. What are the expectations for this evening? What do you expect out of me? How could I be of service? Because I can come home. I'm just thinking of what I need to do. Yeah. For my priorities. Babe, you called it earlier. If it's not a priority for me, then why should I really worry about it? Mm -hmm. So I'm coming in. I'm coming home. And I got tons of work to do. We just launched this new radio show. And next thing you know, Janet's expecting me to come home and, and take over with the girls. Yeah. And give her a break. Mm-hmm. But that was never communicated. You might say, well, you should assume F that. No. Don't assume anything in your relationship. Stop assuming because that is the number one way for your marriage to fail. Mm-hmm. Do not assume that your significant other knows what you want. Ooh. But we've been married for 10, 20 years, or we've been together for three years. We've, she, he should know, or she should know. Trust stuff happens. We evolve. We're at work or you, you, you're at work. You got stuff that happens in your life that distracts you from thinking logically Mm. and thinking about your significant other and you fail. So it's kind of like a reset button, right, babe? It's like you get out of work, you drive home, you call me, text me, and then you're like, Hey babe, expectations, reset, (laughs) reset, reset. Okay. Vamos a hacer que, que falta. What do you need from me? What can, how can I help? I appreciate that. Thanks. And there are times that Janet says, hey, I really need a break with the girls or so on and so forth. And I'm like, babe, I got this deadline. I got to turn something in. I got to turn this radio commercial in by 4 p.m. I really need to get on top of this. And then Janet goes, no problem. Handle it. But right after that, help me with the girls or whatever it is. We find a way to work it out. Yeah. So can you change your significant other? No, you can't. But you can encourage. Mm -hmm. You can lead by example. You can definitely change yourself. Which I think is the best way. If you change yourself and not expect anything, then that's the best way and lead by example. Then you become an influence. But they have to take that choice to change. Yeah. Love, it really bothered you that I was so selfish and I would make decisions on my own, even though after we got married, 
But as soon as I realized that it's not all about me, it's about we, that we are a team, we are one, and we're stronger together, and we can accomplish more things when we see eye to eye, we're on the same page, and with God's help, we can conquer, because God has plans to prosper us and not to harm us, but to give us a hope in a future, and we are stronger together. Yeah, and we're still learning, guys. We're still learning. I'll probably fail Janet in one of these areas this week. Me too. But we are willing to apologize and to give our ego the middle finger (laughs) and say, don't mess with our marriage because it's no longer about what can Janet do for me. And it's all about how can I serve Janet every day of my life, spiritually, emotionally, physically, hey, (laughs) and in any other way that she may need. That was a weird. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. And you have the same mentality in regards to me, Beth. Exactly. And ultimately, if we are happy, mentally stable and spiritually stable and connecting in all those areas, yeah. it's going to be better for our daughters. It's not even about you and me anymore. The next generation, our daughters. That and projecting that and it's like it's better for yeah. everyone overall. And I'll speak specifically about Latino men. I know a lot of times when you do become this person of and Janet used it earlier, you're submissive. It sounds like such a negative term, but it's not. All it means is, how can I serve you? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. You should feel proud. And I know that a lot of stigma comes with that. Que mandilon. Que tu vieja te controla. Uh, you're whipped. All I got to say is, call me mandilon. Say that I'm whipped. <laughs> but as my dad used to say, rest in peace, no soy mandilon. Soy comprensivo. Mm-hmm. I'm not whipped. I'm just very understanding <laughs> with my wife. <laughs> but I'd rather be happy with my wife. Mm. And I can care less about the world. What anybody in the world tries to label me as just because they're unhappy with their life. We love you guys. We want to encourage you to communicate as much as you can. Think about the we mentality and know that together you are stronger. Yes. It's okay to be submissive. But if that word bothers you, then just think of yourself as a servant leader. You know your role. If that bothers you, <laughs> just know that you know what position you play best Ooh, okay. on the field. Quarterback. Whatever that position may be. <laughs> if you're the quarterback, I'm the coach. No, I just play <laughs> I'm the water boy, la neta. I give you massages. No, you can't do handiwork. You can't even do that. <laughs> I just serve water. But love you guys. Thank you so much for all the love that you give us, especially this weekend. And I'll wrap up with this. Um, it was World Mental Health Day uh, just past this weekend. And I posted something on social media that I want to share with you guys. And even if you're listening to this episode way past World Mental Health Day, Every day is a good day to think about mental health. And yeah, we took our daughters, Ariel and Alani, who are three and one years old, to take flowers to my dad at the cemetery. My dad passed away three months ago. Rest in peace in heaven. And overall, I've been doing okay, quote unquote. And we took our daughters and I didn't expect to break down the way I did. Yeah. Um, we took our daughters there because even though my dad is not here in person, I want them to still know about him right. and know him through our stories that we tell them, through acknowledging his legacy. Yeah. And I thank you, love, because I know it's not easy for you either. And we both broke down. 
I had to put my glasses on real quick, even though it was cloudy out. Yeah. And as the girls were running around, I was just bawling. Yeah. And I tried to hold it back for a quick second. But then I said, why? <laughs> and I just walked away. Janet knew what was happening. She took care of the girls. And I just cried. <sighs> because I miss him. Yeah. We just had some good news about work recently, about the radio show. And he was always my first call when I got good news about work. And I wasn't able to call him. <sighs> the reason why I bring this up is, and the reason why I shared it, is because it is important that you find ways to release your emotions. You're not stronger because you don't let your emotions out. You're just building them up and eventually your body's going to force them out some way, shape, or form. It's probably not going to be the healthiest way. So I want to encourage you to release your emotions and pray to receive peace and strength to endure whatever you're going through right now. And never think twice about seeking out professional help. Yeah. You are so worth it. We love you guys. God bless. Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast and review it especially on Apple Podcasts. It helps us so, so much. We love your comments. Thank yes. you. And if you want to connect further, go to our social media, hashtag Los Otelos, or our website, losotelos.com. Gracias, familia. Remember to love, serve, and celebrate each other and yourself. Don't allow anyone or anything to steal your joy. May you have the best day ever. Yes. Bendiciones. Thanks for listening to Hanging With Los Otelos Some fast, baby, over. Some fast, baby, over. Some fast.